Hello and welcome to this NLive's Open for Business podcast platform. My name is Adrian Price, the guy from the university, as I keep saying, with the perfect face for radio. And I host a show every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. called Open for Business. Open for Business celebrates the very best of business in Northampton and Northamptonshire and brings together business, civic, charity and indeed academic leaders to talk about the business environment, to talk about initiatives and projects, especially where, they're, where they are all working together for the good of the community. So enjoy these extended interviews on this podcast. They're now set up as a standalone for you to savour and uh, to learn from some of the movers and shakers in the county. Enjoy. I thought it would be interesting to hear about one of my colleagues who's um, just about, I think, shortly to complete her doctorate. And it is something that I still aspire to, but I, you know, I'm good at talking perhaps and meeting people, but I'm not so good at locking myself in a room and uh, writing. But um, Louise Atkinson, who is going to be joining me as a presenter on this show, Louise has, uh, has been working on her doctorate for some time now, and she is to tell us all about it, um, is Louise. So Louise, welcome again to the show. We heard from you last week. Um, yeah, tell us about what a doctorate is and, and what it means to you. Okay, um, a doctorate is, in a formal way, a level eight qualification um, that you can achieve in the UK. So it's the highest level of academic work that you can be working towards. And it's, it's based around an interest that you as a researcher has. And that can literally be absolutely anything. So you will do some research and your objective will be to find out something new to add to the body of knowledge and research that already exists about the particular area of interest you have. So for example, if your interest is dance, you would perhaps find a new way of dancing that would lessen impact on knees, for example. So um, it really can be about anything. The key point is that you are contributing new information to a body of knowledge. So new information, is this something you do um, instead of your day job or alongside? Alongside, uh, I have to pay the bills too. <laughs> so how long, when did you start and when do you expect to finish? Um, I started nearly six years ago and I am just writing my concluding chapter. So you think that's the end, but it isn't quite the end, but it is nearly the end of my journey. I hope to be graduating in um, times when we can all get together and adorn the gowns, perhaps um, around by the summer next year. Summer next year. Okay, so what what is the topic that you're researching to this uh, nth degree? Well, I'm looking at the way that businesses and communities interact. So my interest began um, because of social enterprises. These are businesses that um, they set themselves up with a view to achieving a social purpose. Um, now, what I found was that this type of organization had quite a high concentration in deprived areas and um, were gap filling where public money had been cut back um, in many instances. And 
my view was that whilst we had a quite a clear visibility of what social enterprises are doing and that what they were doing was very good, we didn't really have a great view of mainstream businesses. Large corporates would do social responsibility reporting and they'd have large areas of their website devoted to sharing um, how they engage with social responsibility. Um, but small to medium businesses, not so much. So I wanted to discover a bit more about what they get up to. So they are, you'd think, much more anchored in the community. Their leaders and managers and directors are, you know, living in the community. They may well be able to have a greater impact, perhaps, than large multinationals. Um, the level of impact is something that's really, really hard to gauge. Um, what I have found is that every single business I've spoken to, regardless of their legal structure, regardless of their industry or size, all of them have contributed to communities above and beyond the economic contribution that we expect by having people on the payroll. Mm, well, that's very positive and certainly very encouraging, I think, for the community as much as for businesses. Um, how many businesses have you sort of studied or looked into? I've looked at 30 different organisations and um, within that grouping, um, I've had interview conversations and survey data, as well as my own um, observations of the locations in which they're situated. So there's been quite a lot of information to pile through to come to some sort of uh, results and conclusions. Mm. And, I, you know, have you have you um, given or shared any benefit with the companies then? Have they been, do they know they've been studied? And, you know, are you able to give anything back to them? Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting question because actually I had a couple of participants that um, when they heard about my study, they chose to engage because they felt that they wanted to do something more than they already do. So, for example, one organisation, they were already doing quite a few different things, whether it was donating their product for charitable use or whether it was um, supporting team a team member who had a a family um, member that was poorly and they helped raise some money for them. There was lots of different things happening within this company but it was all very disjointed um, and when I went in to interview them they actually said to me it's really good that you're here today because we want to build a more formal plan, a strategy towards um, the way that we engage with social responsibility um, so that's one end of the spectrum where um, there's been a, a direct input from myself in terms of helping them to formalise what they do. At the other end of the spectrum, um, I've made people think where um, I've questioned um, one company, it was a property development company, and he actually sat there and said, you know, you've really made me think about this stuff. I've never thought about it before. Mm. And um, he, he said, I think I need to, you know, go away and share this with the other directors. And being in property development, there was some level of conversation about contract workers and the way that he worked with um, people in the local community. Um, 
there was discussion around the um, Social Value Act because he did some work for public sector. And to him, it was, you know, adhering to the Social Value Act meant just saying that, yes, they do um, a small amount of charitable donation or whatever they do to give back to the community to win business rather than for the purpose of, um, I suppose, creating a balance in terms of the value towards the community and to the business as well. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you know, we share a belief that companies can do well by doing good, even though in the short run it might cost money. In the long run, it strengthens your reputation, it helps your recruitment, it probably makes your customers or a, a certain part of your customers, the more discerning ones, more loyal. Um, and do, do you detect a growing trend towards companies waking up and thinking about these things in general, not just in the county? I do. Um, I mean, I did a review of the research that existed. It must be about four years ago now. And even in that four years, some of the findings of different research studies were very much that um, for smaller organisations, social responsibility is instinctive. They don't really think about it. Um, they don't understand the terminology around it. And whilst that's still true of some organisations, many of the people that were involved in my study had a reasonable view of what it meant, as you say, to do business and do good as well. So, um, and they actively sought to do that. The terminology is different. Um, the phrase giving back to the community came up again and again and again. And it seems that rooted within that is the idea of business legitimacy as well. Um, so what, what's being given back, if you like, is um, a thank you for the legitimacy that socially responsible activity can help smaller companies that are community-based achieve. They're licensed to operate, so to speak. No? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, interesting is giving back to community because my personal view is that companies can do you know do much better themselves in fact it, it possibly you know a company with a purpose company that its uh, values align or can allow the values of its employees to align with the company because um, we've all got problems families issues challenges in our lives right so when we you know taking our whole self to work or do we just take one side i think there's many angles here into leadership into motivation into um, resilience, into strengthening organizations, that it's, it's, it's giving back, but it's also helping oneself yeah. as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's one of the key points that um, I've sort of come to in some of the summarizing I've been doing is that bi-directional relationship is absolutely valuable to both parties. Um, and that there's one organization that springs to mind when you talk about that and it's um, a company that has deliberately sought to offer flexible working especially for people they may have caring responsibilities for children or elderly um, relatives and they need to work but they need to work in a flexible way and it's worked extremely well because they have a very very loyal workforce and that's something that goes above and beyond the legal requirements of employing your staff so yeah absolutely that two-way um, 
benefit is really quite visible with some of the people I spoke to. Okay. So um, you've done most of your research. You don't need any more companies to talk to then. You know, you're not making an appeal today to uh, anyone else you'd like to have a chat with. Um, I think that at this point of the study, I'm just really keen to submit the work, but <laughs> it doesn't mean that I want to stop talking to companies. So if companies are interested in the way in which they work with communities and how they might be able to do that in a more effective way, then you know, my door is absolutely open. Um, it, it just may not be a conversation that enters the thesis at this stage. <laughs> All right. Now, you've done a lot of other things in the community. I know you're involved with the British Standards Institute, I think, on one of their standards around resilience and cybersecurity. Um, you were on the show last week with um, Amin, our colleague who heads up the Centre for Sustainable Business Practices. So would you say you're one of those academics then that does sort of step out of the academic ivory tower from time to time, right, and just see what's going on in the real world? Um, I like to poke my head out every now and then, yes, absolutely. Um, I think having a commercial background gives me, um, I suppose, a more rounded view of the world in that um, I can recognise where businesses might like to see some support. So I was quite active around the time of um, the GDPR Act coming into force. Um, so I did a number of outreach talks to help businesses to prepare for that. And as you say, I am involved with the British Standards Institute and also um, I've done a number of outreach pieces around cybersecurity. And that largely comes from my commercial background, which was in the IT industry, um, where I, I worked as a business manager for um, software and then moved into focusing on security from that point. Okay. Well, I think the university is definitely keen to help. Is it local businesses as we come out of uh, this COVID? Well, maybe we don't come out of it, but uh, survive and thrive, I think, is the word used. So certainly people like you, um, Amin, the Centre for Sustainable Business Practices, and, um, you know, likewise me as well. I think we're very keen, aren't we, to help and hear from companies to share their stories, uh, if they're doing some great things, but also to help if they feel they need just a, perhaps a different perspective, um, uh, you know, somebody with a different frame of reference to help because I think that can unlock the creative juices very well can't it in businesses mm, definitely definitely so you've decided to uh, support me and help me on this show then and um, do some interviewing from time to time what on earth possessed you to do that to, to say yes Louise <laughs> I've not done radio before so um, I, I'm always keen to try new things and hopefully the listeners will enjoy um, the interviews that I come up with. Well I'm sure they will I mean they've got used to hearing about me with the you know the perfect face for radio now I tell you Louise has got the perfect face for television as well but sadly you won't often get to see her unless we can find a way to do what what's the what's the a vlog is it a vlogcast as against a podcast I don't know how to how do we how yeah. do we take over multimedia, Louise? Um, yeah, it would be a vlog or um, my son is currently getting quite active on YouTube, creating all sorts. And um, yeah, he's trying to get a Twitch account, which is where you can live stream and then people can watch it back later. So may maybe we could look into that, Adrian. <laughs> we need to talk to Martin, the station manager, and see what he lets us get up to. Yeah. So well, it's, <laughs> Absolutely. 
It's a great pleasure to um, to have Louise join us. It'd be nice to get uh, a, a, a different voice, I'm sure, another perspective. Sadly, Louise doesn't have a Welsh accent, and she probably doesn't even like Tom Jones and Abba. But uh, you know, I'll still retain some hold over the music choices, hopefully. But um, hopefully, you'll start very soon with um, the first interview. I think we've got you lined up to talk with the M and M's, uh, two of our colleagues, Mills and Masood, who have a sort of uh, first week of the month, a little. Um, talking head section. So um, would you be able to perhaps, uh, you know, bring some style and class and uh, beauty to, to their little, little interview? Oh, I'm sure they shine all by themselves, but it will be really good to talk to them. I know yeah. that. Yeah, I know you know them very well and have worked with them indeed. And uh, yeah, I think that would be a nice um, way as um, to ease you in to the, to the show. Have you got any questions, you know, for me about this and, um, what, you know, any expectations or any concerns or any challenges you see? Um, I think, um, I think in terms of expectations, I'm just hoping that we can add some value to the listeners that are out there and that word will spread um, that, you know, here at the university, we are really keen to work with businesses and to support them in any way that we can. So um, I know that you have a number of live listeners and then people that follow up with the podcasts after. So I think expectations be great to see us um, continue to increase the following and try to add some real value to the people that want to engage with us questions i'm sure i'll have a million as we go along um but perhaps we can save that for later on and um i guess i'd invite anyone that thinks that they have something that um, our listeners might be interested in hearing would get in touch with either of us really well, no, indeed. I think that's right. I mean, we have got a lot of um, people we can call upon and we're looking for you know, basically people in leading management in charities, the civics, um, local authorities in biz local businesses as well, of course, in academia to uh, to tell their story. If they've got something of, that's newsworthy, something to celebrate, something that, um, you know, informs, entertains and uh, educates the listeners, if you will. So if you do and you'd like to get in touch with one of us, so it's louise.atkinson at northampton.ac.uk. louise.atkinson at northampton.ac.uk. And uh, me, Adrian, A-D-R-I-A-N dot price with a Y, P-R-Y-C-E at northampton.ac.uk. Adrian dot price at northampton.ac.uk. The university is very keen and indeed our faculty as well as the Center for Sustainable Business Practices, but the faculty, business and law, formerly the business school, we do a lot of work with local businesses and we're very keen to help and support in any way we can because we think it's a very complementary relationship and, um, you know, as the only university in the county, it is a great resource for uh, local businesses and charities to um, to engage with. Um, we have, what, over 100, 130 full-time staff, and most of them, like Louise and myself, are practitioners coming in from industry and getting involved with academia. So um, we are able to you know, bring the best of both, hopefully, to, uh, to help with any of the issues that you're currently facing. So, Louise, thank you ever so much for coming on the show today. Look forward to, uh, to working with you. And I'm sure our listeners will be so glad to say, yes, a different voice from that Welsh accent. So um, <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's try and line up a couple of interviews. And if nothing else, everybody can look forward to the first show in August will be with M&M, &M, with Mills 
Masoud and Louise acting as well, either a referee or an agent provocateur. Not sure which yet. <laughs> sure. We'll see. <laughs> finding out. But uh, good luck with your thesis as well. Let's hope that you are graduating next summer with the lovely floppy hat and everything that goes uh, goes with it, uh, Louise. And yes, thank you so much for agreeing to uh, to work with me on this show. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview. There are plenty more here on the podcast platform. And of course, you can always listen on uh, live on Tuesday evenings from 7 to 9 p.m. on NLive Radio 106.9 FM or digitally via nliveradio.com. Um, if you'd like to know more about the radio station, please do look at nliveradio.com. And um, we're always looking for support from the community and further afield. So if you'd like to support us, please go to nliveradio.com slash support us. So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.